Hi everyone, welcome back to the Eclectic Mystic. So I'm going to be trying some new things today. Um, I actually wrote out the episode, which should reduce <laughs> the ums and pauses in the episode. I figured that I'm, I'm a better writer than speaker, so I will begin with um, I'm guessing from, from now on, I'm going to begin to write the episodes out before. And I'm trying this out. <coughs> I don't know if I wrote too much. Um, and excuse my cough. I I was going through a clearing, let's say, <laughs> this past weekend. And I still have um, a little bit of a cough. But I'm going to try to get, uh, going to try to get through this without coughing that much. So I do apologize ahead of time. <clears throat> so today's episode is about the victimization and the ego or victimization and the ego <clears throat> so <clears throat> okay and i'm gonna try and edit this too so <clears throat> hopefully i can get to do that on the application anyway so this is where we get to the core of spirituality as I know it and how I've come to understand it. And when we speak of victimization and the ego, I'm also speaking of what that entails um, and what process, what mental processes we have in place and things that are so embedded in us and our psyche that we, that we begin to believe it and we can see it in a lot of, you know, if you're caught in this ego mentality and which is one of the main things that the ego does, <coughs> it's become either become a victim or become the attacker. And it goes on and off between and it switches between those two. Um, so that's what we're trying to get at today. Um, being able to describe the victimization that the ego likes to go into and even how this um, idea of victimization can prevent people from knowing the truth <clears throat> or addressing the truth because they're so caught up in their victim mentality that it's almost as if when you when you call it, when you call it out whatever the problem is if somebody is entrenched in the victimization mentality it offends them and it 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 makes them <clears throat> how would you put it? it it makes them standoffish right it makes them say like it, they go into the victimization mentality and or standpoint and then you can't whatever even if you're trying to help them you can't get them to see outside of that of of that victimization right <clears throat> so even if you're trying to say like oh it's okay you know it's not nothing big happened or you know you're gonna get through this or you're trying to be encouragement if they're so in being a victim it doesn't matter what you say it doesn't matter because their purpose is not to heal their purpose is to maintain the illusion and that's what we're gonna get at today um so all of all of the other stuff about and you know like this and, and this is what um i wrote here but you know it's true like this is the core of spirituality and this is uh, how i understand spirituality to be and all of this other stuff about like aliens and energy and healing um 
it really means nothing. It means nothing if we don't do our forgiveness lessons and and if we don't really do the work, the inner shadow work, the inner forgiveness lessons, whether that be with ourselves or with people around us. <clears throat> because all of this other stuff that is appearing with to us within the illusion and you know like whether you go into conspiracy theories or you go into like um extraterrestrial life or messages or channeling or any of the other tools and i'm gonna say tools because that's what they are um that we have for our forgiveness lessons the work has to be done by you nobody's gonna do it no channeled material no listening to me talking listening to anybody talking listening to anything the work has to be done by you and you have to understand that this work is very internal it's very personal um if somebody you know like i've said in the previous episode um revelation is personal revelation is the most personal experience that you can have because it is a direct how would you put it um how did i put it um it was a direct i guess communication from the divine to you and through your perspective so i just want to put it put that out there that no matter what you know, like all this other stuff that we like to learn about, about aliens. And, you know, I like to learn about it too. That's why I'm reading The One Being, right? Like if I was only focused on doing my lessons or it's it's more like a fun thing to know. And, and my curiosity is very um, unsatisfied if I don't know what's going on at different levels of the illusion. So I know that it's still an illusion that even though, you know, the one being is talking about aliens and it's talking about um, how the planet was created, how we were, we came to be. I know that, (coughs) that all of this stuff is still part of the illusion and that the real work lies in forgiving ourselves and forgiving others and, obtaining this and this knowledge this this beingness that we are and that's where true salvation lies and nobody can do that for you not you know like you have to do your work and even though it's it's good to help each other out that we understand that it is a personal journey and that we're the ones that have to you know like we are our own worst enemies like we're the ones that have to conquer ourselves that conquer our ego or transmute it and we'll get into that too but i did want to touch upon that 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 this is to me this is the core and this is what everything around it everything that i talk about is pretty much going to be about um no matter what other subject seems to be on top of it this is what is true this is what you know like this is the foundation for everything else so um we need to realize that we are all one so that's part of the work as well right and that what i do to you i'm actually doing to myself and this is how this is how non-duality and forgiveness becomes the core basis of this spiritual system so if we don't address the oneness then this system doesn't make sense because you won't know that when you do something to another person, you're actually just doing it to yourself. And if you don't know that, which most of us don't, 
we don't really comprehend it in its totality is because we there's this veil right like there's this veil and we come to learn the lessons and that is the lesson that is the biggest lesson <clears throat> right that we are all one <clears throat> and if we have the experience of duality this is this is why the course in miracles helps you get out of here the fastest like it helps you ascend the fastest because it's literally training your mind to see you and see everything else as one because it it does train you right like that i think one of the first um workbook lessons you have to look at objects in the room and say that chair isn't real like that chair isn't what i think it is that book isn't real it's not what i think it is right it is a projection of my subconscious and it is a fictitious apparition that the ego created to project my my subconscious my my shadow um which is where it's getting at right so again if we don't understand this and if we don't have this non-duality basis for this spiritual work we might get lost so that's why i always talk about the course of miracles because this is something and again this is something that the um, the one being books are also addressing the the non-duality and yeah they don't really go that deep into it and they don't really explain it but everything that they say is coming and they do say we are all one i we are you guys and you guys are us and everything that we do is for the one being which is us and we are all a part of this one being right so again non-duality and this is such a big confirmation for me because you know i've seen it in the one in the one being and i've seen it in other books um and this is the only thing that i found to completely explain um all of the phenomena that's going on right like all of the telepathic communication or psychic or even telekinesis or tra teletransportation or um anything of this you know like crazy spiritual i guess community and everybody's experiences that they have in it it can only be possible if we are all within one mind and again this is the the core basis and it's another part like we have to understand this in order for us to do our work <clears throat> so i would also like to mention that it is not just doing things to others but thoughts as well so what what you believe about others good or bad is what you believe about yourselves so whatever you hate about others is what you hate about yourself and what you have driven so far and what you have um <clears throat> And, and what you have so far into your subconscious that it that it needs right like you you've you've pushed this so far into your subconscious that it needs to show up somehow in the world so it has to be reflected onto this world that we see and it usually happens through somebody else in your life so this is the illusion that we're living in so we are all just being right like and I was just reading the one being the I was I just finished the third book today <clears throat> and it talks about this it talks about how we created this ego illusion mentality and and that we're just reflecting this disconnected self because we're not connected to 
universal law. We're not connected to universal beingness. So as soon as we got disconnected, we still did what the one creator does. And it's reflect itself into everything that it sees, into everything that it creates. So that that is part of our create our our creator beingness that we we will create like we are, right? But instead of using the universal laws and universal guidelines for this creation, we created through a <clears throat> through an through an ego mentality, through a mentality that is separated, that it 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 doesn't know that it's part of everything. So that's why it's so hard for us to understand that we are one, because we're not connected to the oneness of the universe. So. If we think that we're separate, of course, it makes logical sense that <clears throat> we're going to fight for our survival. That We're going to say, like, this is for me and not for you. It makes sense that, you know, the ego mentality believes that it that it's separate from everything. So, of course, it makes sense. You know, it's logical to think that I want things for myself and not for you. Because we don't understand that that other person really is you. And that's why there is murder that's why there's wars why the, that's why there's attacks that's why <clears throat> that's why all of this negativity exists because we're living within a separation reality and it it makes sense in a separation world right if we think that those people over there in you know whatever country are not us then it makes sense for us to go and bomb them and get all their resources because we want the resources for ourselves right but when we once we understand that we're all one it's not going to make sense for us to go and bomb those people because we understand truly deeply knowing this knowledge that we are them and whatever we do to them we're just doing to our they're only a part of our minds they're an extension of our minds <clears throat> and what we do to them we're doing to ourselves <clears throat> right and this is where we get into again the satyan and, and reptilian energy and 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 this idea of you know that is the uh, the virus of ambition right like that's where it extends from that it is it believes that it's separate from everything else and i've talked about this before in previous episodes right and how that in itself is cancer right like that's why cancer exists in our experience because it's uh, just another form of the virus of ambition <clears throat> anyway so i <clears throat> i i thought that was important so I just wanted to mention that. And and all of this is just laying the foundation for the explanation of the program of victimization. So so I'm, and I'm not saying that this is the only way, that this is the, you know, the realizing that we're all one is the only way, but it is most, but it is the most detailed and concrete system of spirituality that I have come across. <clears throat> and I think that you know, it, it really is the fastest way. Because once you realize that you're all one, then you're not going to be killing other people. You're not going to be treating other people badly. You're going to be able to forgive them because you know that if you forgive them, you're forgiving yourself. And you're, you're going to be doing good for other people because you know that if you do good for them, you're going to be doing good for yourself ultimately, right? And you're going to see that reflected in, in your life. So, so right, it makes sense and i just wanted to clarify that right like this isn't the only way there's millions of 
you know infinity ways to get back home to get back to our creator but from my experience this is what i found to be <clears throat> the easiest and most concrete way <clears throat> okay and then we go into the program of victimization so <clears throat> So we do not have to be trapped in the victimization mentality. This goes back to what I was saying about it really, uh, about it being literally impossible for you to attack, uh, attract negative events if they are not embedded in your subconscious. So, so we have to realize that we can't be trapped, that we don't have to be trapped in the victimization mentality. And again, this goes into all of the trauma and abuse that people suffer from seemingly outside uh, perpetrators. We might be addicted to, as a species, as, a, as egos, to being victims because this perpetuates the ego mentality and the sick thought forms that have control over the human species at this time. So if we... If we never take our power back, if we uh, we will always be at the effect of some someone or something that is claiming our power from us. So it go, it it does not serve us to be in the in the victimization mentality. No one is doing anything to you but yourself. So, and okay, let me just finish reading and I'll summarize it right now. And this is the game that the ego plays, right? Uh, sometimes we are the victims and other times we are the attackers. But the ego was so deceiving that it made it almost impossible for us to know anything more than what we are living at this very moment. Because there, because there is a veil that covers our consciousness. And this is what causes us to have a subconscious. <clears throat> so... Right, like we don't have to be, um, we don't have to be trapped in this victimization mentality, right? Like we, we, so we, we, we seemingly, right, like there's this seemingly outside perpetrator that's attacking me and I become the victim, right? And, and, and I give them my power because, and this is something that the victimization mentality doesn't understand that is doing. Because if it did, it wouldn't. It wouldn't do it, right? It 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 it's something that the victims do. Like they fall into this mentality of saying, like, "Oh, I'm the victim. This happened to me. This this they they're doing this to me." But by saying that and by doing that, they don't realize that they're literally giving their power of beingness to this other entity, to this other part of the mind that is not them right and when you do that you you pretty much become well of course you become disempowered but you pretty much become this i mean that is the ego that that is the ego right and and i just want to clarify about this last part about the veil that covers our consciousness so you might be the victim this time, but you might have not been the victim last time, right? And you don't understand, and you don't, you don't remember, you don't recognize that this, this is, this has been happening for what seems to be an eternity. <clears throat> so you might have attacked this other person that now is attacking you, and this is, and I went into this in a little bit in the last episode. 
where how do you stop the chain right like how do you stop the the degradation of the mind and that's through forgiveness that's like being able to to accept that this is happening look at it and this is something that the one being the books the one being say <coughs> or explain you have to be able to look at the ugly parts like you have to be able to look at that hurt and that pain and that internal struggle that that this event is is happening because you're not only healing it for yourself yeah you, it's your experience and it's your um and it's your you, i guess kind of like your job like what you signed up for when you came to this earth like that's what you signed up for and it's your your responsibility to forgive it and if it's not yours this time it's going to be yours and it's going to be yours in the next time right when it happens again <clears throat> or maybe not even the next time because next time you might feel like you want to be the attacker right and you're going to be the one taking people's powers but you know like power their self-power away but also that is also the ego why does an ego have to do that because it feels that it doesn't have enough right so it it's never going to be enough so i have to take from myself with these seemingly separate parts of myself right i want what they like i want their power for myself and the more i grow the weaker they grow but i don't realize that the weaker they grow the weaker i grow right <clears throat> i don't know if this is making sense yet but <laughs> let's continue so just to touch upon the world condition at this time um, and the conspiracy theories about the, co the control structure, it is seemingly true that there are those with more power and influence in the world, but we are the ones who allowed this to happen. We literally accept, accepted that this happened up until now. I think we're, we can all see that this is no longer true. We're beginning to wake up from the victimization addiction on the world scale, and we are beginning to realize that we are the ones who decided this will continue to happen until every aspect of our lives becomes our decision and not the, and not the decision of those in power this is <clears throat> this idea of true liberation is already gaining momentum and it will cover the complete consciousness of the planet until we are all free <clears throat> so this not only goes into um what we seemingly think of or what we usually think of as liberty but this goes into every aspect of our lives that we don't realize and i think if you're listening to this podcast you probably are already there and you've probably already realized this but and you know sometimes you're you'll you'd you'd be surprised because sometimes i still find myself realizing like why am i doing this you know like whatever it is why am I on my freaking phone all the time, right? Or, or you know, even the music that you listen to. It, uh, you know, I was just listening to a song today, and I love this song. And I, you know, I, I, I don't know. You just catch little things, and you're like, wow, this is so entrenched in in the mentality of that I've been fed all my life. And even though it's you know, like the art is, in, and we don't realize it because everybody's in it. <laughs> and this is kind of like the matrix thing, right? Like everybody's in it. So nobody realizes that they're in it. Um, right. So everybody talks about the same things. Everybody sees things the same way. Everybody, you know, like this is starting to change, of course, but <clears throat> even 
me realizing that that's kind of like a clue to myself like wow people really are waking up even though it's myself i know that i'm not the only one and i know that there's a lot of other people out there experiencing the same things um and just as an example before this thing cuts me off uh, we still have time um so i was talking to my friend about friends the tv show friends and how one time i was watching it um it was a long time ago it was about like 10 years ago i think almost um anyway but i had smoked some weed that night um i don't do that anymore but back when i was 18 i was experimenting with it with it anyway um but i love this show right like when even as a teenager that's i pretty much watched all the reruns of friends that i could i just i i loved it i don't know i thought it was funny um anyway so i i had i had been watching the show for pretty much almost you know like five or six years um like nonstop, almost every day and this one time that i had smoked i just sat down and i was watching the episode about um ross like when ben was being born it was like one of the first few seasons anyway I just, I remember just sitting there and looking at the, watching the show and just being kind of in awe of all these like little assumptions. And of course, I think this was because I was high and I was able to perceive it from like, not, I wasn't just an observer, like absor- absor- absorbing everything that, you know, without rationalizing it, <clears throat> right? Like I wasn't just being this consumer of the show i was literally engaged and in 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 what in the the conversation the actors were having and like and like mannerisms and assumptions that were being made about <coughs> about humans and about how people should react <coughs> and i remember the wife like ross's wife um she says, like, you don't have to be involved in this. You don't have to be involved in in me having a kid. And how, <clears throat> that just, like, really triggered, like, this analytical response to it and saying, like, wow, there's so many assumptions within that, that, first of all, it's okay. And, again, this is the 90s. Maybe, I don't know how people view these things now, but <clears throat> um, just being, just the fact that this is in a tv show and that this tv show is so popular and that everybody watching it was accepting this information as the norm and that's you know like there's also that background right like everybody that's watching this accepting this as the norm and nobody would question this right um and then how ross is just ross just says like i can't do this i need to leave and he starts to leave right and how that was viewed as perfectly normal like it's perfectly normal for a father to just say i can't do this and to walk away (sighs) and no questions asked right like the and the even the actress was like you don't have to be involved in this like we're okay um and i don't know that just made me kind of realize like going back to this how how everything is kind of conditioned into us and 
and it's such a at such a big scale that we don't even realize that it's happening and we're being fed all of this information of what's okay and what isn't and even these seemingly positive things that you know like political correctness or um you know all of these things that become untouchable that become you know you can't even say that word because it's going to offend people and it's like I don't really agree with that because, and I don't want, I don't, again, I even have to say this right now, right? Like, I don't want to offend anyone. And I wouldn't do that. And it's not with the purpose of offending anybody. But when you have such a level of political correctness that the shadow isn't being addressed, because you're, this is, this is like doing the law of attraction through the secret, right? Like, it's, it's just positive, like, and, you know, this is a phrase that I've heard over and over again about uh, Ken Wapnick, a teacher of The Course in Miracles. Um, that he used to say, don't be a, a, a positive, positive, uh, what, what did he call it? I think positive Nancy or beware of being like a positive Nancy or something like that. But to the effect of beware of always trying to be in the positive because that's not true, right? Like we're not there yet. If you are, then that's amazing, right? But don't lie to yourself. Don't hide the shadow. Don't don't try to hide things away and say, like, everything's okay, everything's okay, because it's not. If there's still shadow in there to be worked, and if you're in this planet and you're doing this work, if you're on this planet, you pretty much, i say 99.99% of us still have work to do. <clears throat> there might be some of us that are already enlightened and... As soon as they croak, they're going to be off of the planet forever. But most of us are still here doing the work. So don't pretend that everything's okay. And don't pretend that you're okay when you have all this work. You, yeah, you might be okay for a while, but it, the shit's going to come up eventually, right? So just wanted to touch on that. And this is about to cut me off, so I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back, and let's continue reading then. So, <clears throat> going back to the to being unaware of the subconscious. Uh, let me see if that's really where I left off. Yeah. Okay. So, going back to being unaware of the subconscious. This is also true when we don't forgive. If we if something from your past is still causing you pain, whether that is emotional or physical pain, you are trapped in the past in some way or another. So, and this is literally true. Your mind, especially your mind, especially your subconscious mind, knows no difference between what happened yesterday or what happened 10 years ago. If you haven't healed an event from your past, there is a part of your, of your consciousness that is reliving that moment over and over and over and over until you're willing to do the work. Look at it in the face and forgive and, and forgive and heal it. The only, <clears throat> only then will you be truly free from that ex from that experience. It is not true that time heals everything. Only forgiveness heals everything. Time only causes you to add dirt on it and forget about it. Only to return again, who knows when, and who knows in what other forms. So, <clears throat> you see, 
What we see in our lives are only symbols of ideas in our minds. I have discussed this previously and won't get much into it now, but just as, as a reminder that this is how the world operates through symbols. <clears throat> so here again, like just want to recap really fast. <clears throat> and this is, I found this to be true, that your subconscious and through my own healing experience, um, <clears throat> I've realized that, you know, like I heal things two or three years ago that had been in my subconscious since I was like four years old and this started happening to me where I had these like crazy negative psychic attacks on me when I was a kid and I would have like these crazy horrible night terrors um anyway all of that all of that crap and I'm getting chills just thinking about it um all of that crap all of that like psychic attack and and all of this these negative experiences that i had when i was four years old five six i think it didn't end until i was a little bit older um all of that was stuck in my subconscious it was in there like just bottled up i never healed it i never you know, I never worked through it. I never went back. I thought it was okay. I was, you know, like I had been doing this spiritual work for so long that, you know, I thought I had no idea that was still in there. And, you know, I, I was only after an experience I had where I, I literally felt like somebody put their hand into my brain. Like I felt like if it was energy, like a hand made of energy, go into my brain and pull out this like little um i guess you could say like stopper that was somewhere in there and when they pulled it out all of this like subconscious guilt and darkness came like bursting out and it took me like two years to heal it anyway that's just one of my experiences that I had personally. And, and, and that's how I know that my consciousness was stuck there. And I don't even know if that's even from this lifetime, to be honest, like that could have been a, a, a reliving of a traumatic experience that's happened to me over and over and over and over in past lifetimes. So, and it's going to keep coming back until you heal it, right? And again, if we go and look at it through the perspective of the Satyan energy and the Satyan fragment and the negative thought forms, this is this is that. I mean, I, I understood, I understand now that that's what it was. It's these subconscious negative thought forms that I. it's my job to transmute and transform because that's what I signed up for. And I don't regret it. And I, you know, like having this understanding and having the purpose of and, and the knowing that this is what you're here to do makes it a lot easier. Like I wish I would have had this knowledge <laughs> while I was going through it because that was the toughest thing I have ever had to do. That was the most insane crazy thing i have ever experienced and and i wouldn't you know like i wouldn't wish that on anybody but but i understood i i knew and you know like when i was going through the healing process i kept hearing my guides tell me like you've got this like again telepathic communication but you and it when i say telepathic communication i don't mean that it's i hear voices or i hear it's like this knowing of just knowing what what i'm being given 
like the information that I'm that I've been given. It doesn't even come in words. I put them into words. So it's like this <clears throat> this knowledge that kind of just like drifts into me, and then I translate it into uh, speech. So I translate it into words. So it's not even being given to me in in words. It's just this feeling, and then I I know what it means. So. Again, when I was going through this healing process, I kept getting the messages like, <clears throat> um, like you've got this, like one more time, because it kind of came in waves, like it would go away and then psh, this other wave would come and, you know, like knock me over. It was hardest from the start, but it got easier and easier as time went by. Anyway, that's just one of my experiences. But, and again, another thing that I just want to touch, touch on that this world operates through symbols, um, it's true that everything within this world is a symbol and you choose to listen to or ignore the symbols that you're being given. For example, that telepathic communication, it's a symbol, right? It, it, there is no, um, there's no concreteness, I guess you could say in reality, everything is always going to be presented as a symbol because it's part of your mind and, and true reality is abstract. It doesn't have a defined form. So when something is in a defined form, it's only a symbol of the idea of the abstractness of things, right? So the abstract is actually the true reality. And when we see a symbol, for example, let's say, I don't know, I'm just looking around my room and like, a plant or a crystal or a lamp like that's only and this is i think where plato got the the world of ideas <clears throat> because that is the true reality that the antimatter reality as the one being calls it that is the true reality and everything that we see here is only a symbol of that representation so if you're in your life you're experiencing negative things that's only a symbol of what of the ego right of the representation of this of this ambition mentality and of the separateness of division from god so it all stems from that everything negative everything <clears throat> in the division everything in the ego thought system is going to stem from division and from and and from being separate from our creator that's where all the pain comes from that's where all the suffering comes from because we don't know how to heal like we don't know what to fill it with so we're always looking outside of ourselves to to fill it with you know with like materialism or sex or drugs or anything that we think is going to fill the hole <clears throat> okay moving on so if we can see the truth we can see that we are perfect and that we are perfect in the here and now, and that the seemingly seeming attacker is also the perfected son of God, playing that he is an ego, playing that he is an attacker. <clears throat> okay, and I'm gonna read that one more time because this is <laughs> this is getting to it, right? Um, if we see the truth, we can see that we are perfect in the in the here and now, and that the seeming attacker is also the perfected son of God plain that he is an ego, plain that he is an attacker. This takes a lot of discipline to be able to see the reality beyond what is seemingly true to the senses and the body. We can't, <coughs> we can't, um, 
So we we have to be able to see the truth behind the symbol, and we will discuss why the symbols of the ego are never true, and why the, they are impossibilities that only serve to maintain us trapped in the illusion. So, oh my god, I love this. I know I wrote this, but then this is freaking awesome because this explains it, right? Like, we are all living a symbol in the illusion of the ego. So, if we accept that this isn't the real world, that this is only an illusion, and that there are these illusions are all symbols of the ego mentality, then what is our job? We have to look beyond the symbols. We have to look beyond the the seemingly attacker that's playing to be an attacker that's playing to be an ego, right? Because I know the perfected version of this attacker is the son of God, and he is perfect, and he is light, and he is... <clears throat> he is the savior right like he is the light he is what i am truly as well and whether this attackers ourselves our internal selves or it appears as another person or it appears as an institution whatever however the ego wants to play its game your job is to see past it is to see the true god the true um divine self of that of that entity behind the ego and that's how you're gonna get out but that's when you and that's true forgiveness because you're saying like this shit that's happening is not even real and i know what is real and I, that's the only thing i choose to see <clears throat> okay so this is what the ego does and <clears throat> and we all fall for it right like we all fall for this we all want to blame those outside of us we want to be able to call people evil and hate and then ultimately attack <clears throat> attack them and therefore ourselves right like that's the ultimate the ultimate attack of the ego would be to destroy another person to kill them and <clears throat> this is the ultimate wish of the ego no matter what side you appear to be on the good or the bad the desire of the ego is to separate and conquer it will do everything to separate and make it seem there are those who are evil and deserve the darkest punishment <clears throat> so again here we're you know and this is being again i now that i've explained the rest and i feel comfortable saying this that we have to be able to forgive people even if they are you know like it's a call for love from them it's not if somebody is doing something negative something somebody's doing something dark something somebody's doing something that isn't right like some if somebody what we would call evil right that evil person can choose can keep choosing to be evil but we have to first of all we have to give them a chance because everybody you know like <clears throat> everybody has shit that they've done that they wish they hadn't right like everybody makes mistakes and everybody is does deserve a second chance and even maybe even a third chance right but if this person keeps insisting and in being this ego mentality and, and they don't they choose not to heal then okay then we can say this person needs to go into intense healing right like again not punishment this person needs intense healing their 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 psychic their thought forms this person's thought forms they're overrun by this virus of ambition right and they need to go into healing we need to heal them right like we don't need to punish them because if we punish them what are we doing we're punishing ourselves and this seeming part of us that is lost 
that is completely within the illusion of the ego, they're lost, they're they're broken, they're separated, they're separated from the divine, and they can't see that. And all they, they can see is that they want to consume everything, right? Like they want to kill everything, they want to destroy everything, because that's that's that mentality, that's the virus of ambition, and it's being represented in this person or wherever it's being represented, right? And we have to say to that, yeah, for, and, okay, I'm getting some information right now, but, <clears throat> and and it, they're telling me to talk about institutions, right, and governments, and, and the people in power, and, and, and that this virus of ambition has been in power for so long. And I'm not saying that we have to continue this trend, that the positive forces will gain control again, that the, you know, the brotherhood or whatever you want to call it, the white brotherhood or the positive forces or the, you know, the alliance or whatever you call these people that are infiltrated into the darkness of whatever's happening on this earth, <clears throat> right? That that is going to happen, and that it already is happening. It's just saying that we we don't have to <clears throat> we don't have to, I guess, agree with it, but we don't we can't we can't be these persons that these people were right like we can't kill these people we can't punish them like that would just make us exactly like them and again i think they just wanted me to mention that um about that about the institutions and the government and and how this applies to them as well and that we can't be you know like we can't have another french revolution on our hands right <clears throat> um so, okay, let's keep on reading. Okay. So, to explain why the ego is an impossibility, it is because if the ego were true, and this corruption and decay were to, in fact, be real, then we would have to force, we would have a force in the universe that could bring to bring death to all of creation. This is why death and attack are not real, because if they were, then that would mean that the universe and all of creation would someday cease to exist. That would mean that nothing ever existed or will, or will ever exist, which is not the case. In this, If this force that could eat up everything and create death from it was real, then we would have a parasitic force that would ultimately kill its victim, in this case, the entire universe. That's why the ego is an impossibility. It cannot exist. Because if we say that the ego is real, then everything in existence, in every dimension, in every form of existence that we can conceive of, would eventually cease to exist. It would corrode the entire being of who we are. <coughs> It would destroy, technically it would kill God if the ego was real. That's why disease is not real. That's why cancer is not real. That's why um, anything that you can imagine that is this virus of ambition is not real. You know, like AIDS is not real. All of these things are not real. It's only, it's only the 
or I instead of AIDS, I should have said HIV, right? The virus, which is technically the virus of ambition in a form that the human mind can comprehend, right? It kills its host. Um, and I think that's the best analogy that I can use. It, it would literally kill its host by propagating itself so much that it weakens the person. Um, anyway, if it were real, then God would cease to exist at some point. And since time isn't real, then that means that this never happened because time is not linear, right? Time It's not like time is happening in from like from the past to the future time is interconnected through every other point of time it's holographic again um so just to explain that it this cannot be real it's not true <sighs> i don't know if that makes sense but <laughs> um so this this doesn't mean that it, this force doesn't think it is real the ego very much wants to continue its seeming existence and again this is where forgiveness stops this erosion so forgiveness is the key forgiveness is what's going to stop this from corrupting the whole system now this can only be explained if you accept the concept of non-duality this is why people misinterpret when I talk about attracting seemingly negative events like abuse into one's life. This information is actually programmed into our code, which you are here on earth to manifest. And it is your job to forgive and stop the chain of death and decay. So, again, because people don't understand that it's non-duality is the true nature of reality, this is why people misinterpret when you say, oh, you're attracting this negative emotion into you. And it's like, well, you're only attracting it because it's encoded in you. Like, if if you have the virus of ambition encoded into you, then you're going to see it. And it's your job to forgive it, and it's your job to heal it. So that's what I'm getting at there, right? As an, anal <coughs> as an analogy, let's use the human body and how free radicals work on disintegrating our cellular structures and therefore decaying and corrupting our genetic biological information. So here we're going to see the human body as the universe and free radicals, which which are, you know, they are caused by a lot of different things, but let's use like burnt food or, or something that's going to decay the body um, and chemicals or whatever, you know, what have you. Um, so we're going to use free free radicals as the virus of ambition and our biological structures our genetic and biolo biological structures as us right as the information so the way to combat free radicals is with antioxidants which helps stop the free radicals in its tracks so um, therefore stopping the disintegration of our bioinformation now forgiveness and let's call this true forgiveness only works if you realize that this person causing you harm is actually yourself it is acting out the information in your subconscious and it is being acted out in the in the illusion of this cycle planet right and just to kind of like recap that because there's a lot of little things in there um so what i meant by true forgiveness is the true forgiveness of the course saying that i i can perceive past the illusion 
that's the true forgiveness not the the illusion is real and i forgive you because i'm a better person than you no that's making the illusion real true forgiveness is saying i can see past the illusion i know that you are the perfect son of god son or son or daughter of god and i am the perfect son of and daughter of god and i choose to see you in this perfect in this perfect state that's the true forgiveness right um, okay, and by cycle planet, of course, I mean Earth. So when you forgive the seemingly separate person outside of you, you're actually forgiving part of your subconscious mind, which of course is you. The Course in Miracles explains that there is a chain of forgiveness that everybody is involved in, and you are only in charge of your little part and asked to forgive what comes up for you. The Course also states that when you do this, you are actually collapsing time because you have affected people and places in the past or future that you have no idea even existed. You are literally dissolving the illusion every time you forgive truly. <clears throat> and that is awesome too, right? Because when I read this in the Course, it was it was amazing to just kind of understand that that we are literally collapsing time we are every time you forgive somebody you you can even shorten lifetimes and whole experiences of the of the mind and these are these would be real people living their lives so you can literally collapse entire lifetimes into nothingness because that whole train of forgiveness is already stopped before it even had to be acted out so this is really important work you know like and if you see it as a as the whole that it is this is these these are the outcomes that come from it <clears throat> okay so i'm just gonna read on because i think i have like seven minutes left but um hopefully i can get through this so the collective evolution of the species and this is another uh subtitle for this section for the episode. So I want to touch upon the collective effort of this work because it is important for us to realize that when we all as a species begin to do the work, this effect <clears throat> the this effect will be exponential. The more of us that do it, the faster everyone else will get it. This is why it is true when they say that if you want to help the world, do your inner work. Yes, we can help others on their journey too, but we won't be able to help them further than what we have worked on ourselves. This is why it is important for healers to heal themselves first. As the Course says, you cannot give something you have not received yourself. It calls these people the unhealed healer, which is really not healing anything because they don't know how to heal. This is why we must ask for assistance from our higher self, the Holy Spirit, or angels, or whatever you want to call it. We cannot do this ourselves. We must be guided to the knowledge and understanding by those who already have it. Yes, you can be your own teacher by listening and receiving messages from your inner higher self. But what I mean to say is that the healing will never come from our ego self. That pretend So the ego self is, is just going to pretend it knows how to heal to trick us into staying asleep. So this is something that we have to really be keen to that when we try to maybe even like when we say well that person is doing everything wrong right like oh they need to do their forgiveness lessons or they haven't done their forgiveness lessons right because i can see the ego in them then guess what that's just meaning that you have to do your forgiveness lessons and if you're trying to correct that ego through your ego 
it's just going to lead to more ego, right? Like it's it, it's not going to solve anything. So you want to be in, to- in tune with your higher self. You want to be in tune with, you know, like whatever you call this higher divine energy in your life, you have to be able to tune into it and, and, and connect with it and understand what's happening. <clears throat> because if not, we might get caught in this ego mentality of, I know what's going on and I know, you know, what's right. And those people over there don't know and they need to listen to me. Right. Or, or you know, like, or they need to do their work. Um, which sometimes I catch myself saying, right? But then I catch it. I'm like, no, if I'm saying that, then I need to do my work too because I shouldn't be saying that, right? It's not It's not just them. It's all of us, including myself. So uh, the healing of the attacker and karma, another subtitle here. And I think that's the last one. So again, the healing of, of the attacker and karma. So here we're going to discuss about uh, karma and how it affects us. Um, okay, so there's an uh, there's another way to deal with the attacker, quote unquote, whether that <coughs> whether that is ourselves or a seemingly separate part of ourselves that is being represented by another person in our experience illusion. <coughs> you see, we cannot continue to punish those who violate the laws, not only for our society, but of the universe. Like A Course in Miracles states, the evil of the world and people is only a call for love. When we begin to look at these transgressions not as attacks that deserve punishments, but as calls for healing, then we will be able to stop the chain of karma. I haven't mentioned karma up until now, but karma is the vehicle in which the coded information of any event is stored for us, awaiting the time that we are ready to deal with it until it flourishes again into our awareness in order for us to heal it and or forgive it. Um, <clears throat> these are different packages of there there is different packages of karma that we can get into. There is karma from this life, karma from past lives, and karma from our ancestors. So karma from past and this life is pretty uh, self-explanatory, right? Uh, karma from this life, from this lifetime, is the effects of our actions from this life. Karma from past life is encoded in our antimatter being, whatever you ca- like to call this, the soul or the alma in Spanish that come the con- that continues to reincarnate into a physical body to continue its lessons. So that's the. Um, that's the karma from past life. Karma from this life, of course, is things we've done now that we kind of have to deal with now. And karma from our ancestors is actually passed through the DNA that we inherit from our biological parents. So it's true. There is information encoded in us that's passed down from our ancestors that maybe they lived a traumatic experience or they, you know, like they had these um, tra- whether it's traumatic experiences or happy experiences or, you know, and karma usually tends to be more of a forgiveness lesson. Um, that's why it's karma, right? It's something that you have to deal with that you haven't yet. So, and these past ancestors are usually, we might have reincarnated, we might have been our ancestors, right? Like, because we keep, we, we're being attracted into the same information, um, into the same DNA, because it's something that we have to heal. So maybe you lived something as, you know, like it, so then that would make it your past life and your ancestor at the same time. Um, 
Okay, so I think we're going to go over just a little bit over the hour here, but um, sorry, it stopped me again. So we just have two more paragraphs and then we're done. So again, going back into the karma, um, let's say then that you forgive your attacker. Since, and that's on quotations, right? Attacker, because it's not real. <laughs> so let's say that you forgive your attacker since you have done your work. You are done with this lesson. You will no longer be a match to that ever again because you have healed it and it's no longer stuck in your subconscious wanting to get out. So the only reason why these things like negative things happen to us is because they're in our subconscious wanting to get out, wanting to be seen. Your consciousness that is stuck in those negative thought energies and thought forms is calling out to you to be healed. It's calling out to you like saying like, hey, I'm here, I'm suffering, like I need the light. Um, so... Okay, so you're not, so you would never, you're never going to be attracted to that again. And let's say that your attacker did not forgive. Still, so if your attacker or your seeming attacker didn't forgive what was going on, um, they would still, <clears throat> and they still have hate towards you, but you already healed, right? Like you already healed that. So even though he still has karma against you, he will not show up again for you. But then he might become a match to, with someone else that has this information encoded. So this is why people attract each other that have karma pending, right? Or there is a vibrational match between the victim and the attacker. There's a vibrational match between, because one is wanting, there's, there's this resolution that needs to happen, right? And in order for this resolution to happen, it needs to be played out, it needs to be forgiven, and then it needs to be healed, right? And the forgiveness is the healing. So if this person has that encoded and you have something encoded that are a match to each other and you're going to help each other out by playing it out, whether that seems negative to you or to that person, then it's going to be played out. And it's and that's the forgiveness lesson, right? That's how <coughs> that's how you can tell, like, wow, I needed to do this work, and this person is only here, and they might they might be embodying something that I need to work on, but I'm gonna thank them because they made me see it, and it's no longer in my subconscious, <clears throat> right? So, so this person will continue to play out the same scenarios with someone seemingly different, and I say seemingly because we're all one, right? So. It might not be you, but it might be another part of our mind that that are that is they're helping each other out. <clears throat> but let's look at the bigger picture here. We're all the one mind. We're all the same mind, and just as easily we could be anyone in any time at any space. Now, even though this is true, if you work on healing the part of your mind that you are in charge of, you will not be required to repeat lessons unless you choose to help other souls stuck on the same lessons and decide to reincarnate in the same body as them in order to help elevate and forgive their lessons. This is what the One Being books teach us, that it is possible for us who have healed to return in an incarnation and merge with thought forms who need help in order to help them and therefore ourselves to heal the mind so just this quick little recap and it, this is very interesting because when i was reading this on the one being i was my mind was kind of blown <laughs> a little bit um well a lot right because it it really did explain 
<clears throat> and this again goes into explaining the illusion. You're not, so you think that you're a person and you think you have a soul and you think that this soul keeps reincarnating life after life and that you keep being the same person. But they explain that you're not, that you're only, you're a combination of millions of trillions of thought forms put into one body. And all of you are separate and seemingly separate, right? Because again, it's an illusion of separateness. And that's why I say, even though you might get out of the illusion and out of the Satyan energy, we're still going to have to get, we're, you know, that's only one of the fractals, right? This planet and this world is only a fractal of the entire universe. So what's going on here is going on in the entire universe and beyond the universe probably right so we all have to become one and we have to realize that and this is getting very deep into the deep into the metaphysical part of it but um but once we understand that we're all one it doesn't matter where you are in the illusion or what level you are at the in, in the in the illusion right like you could be a ninth density being but if you realize that only oneness is true then you're done you're in the you're in god you're in the oneness you're in you're in it and you're not this seemingly separate being anymore right so just like that how we all think that we're separate in in the planet but if you go up a level and you see the planet from afar and or from a higher dimension you're gonna see all of the humans of the planet as one being which is what's going on with our body. We think that we're this one person, but we're actually a collection of all of these millions of trillions of thought forms and thought energy that combined to make one person. And to us, we're like, well, yeah, well, I'm one person. But you can't even think about this in your own self, right? Like how many different types of personalities do you have? And not to say that we're all crazy, right? But, you know, like there, people have different sides of them, right? Like sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're serious. Sometimes they're like analytical. Sometimes they're, uh, you know, they're like kids. And sometimes they're like super adult-like. And people have all of these range of emotions and and ways of being that and if you haven't really stopped to think about it it's i mean this kind of explained that to me and i i mean i can see it in myself that sometimes you know like i'm funny and and i'm like more kidding and other times i'm like super serious and other times i'm you know and and it's it makes sense that there's a lot of me like a lot of different little me's and they get to come out and express themselves in different times and, and situations um and just like that right like we and this explains it right like this explains that there might be even parts of you that are from different planets and different dimensions and higher dimensions that came to incarnate and to heal the, the lower thought forms that might be incarnated within the same body which is you right um which kind of made a lot of sense to me because you might even have like this side where it's like i know what's right i know what's real i know you know like i know what to do yet there's this other side of you that's like maybe still drinking on friday nights right or like 
or you're still eating meat or you're still like doing all these things that you you're like not working out or being lazy because you're a combination of the higher and the lower and the higher decided to incarnate within this one body to be able to help that those lower thought forms to elevate themselves and that's the job and you know like you might have be having the experience of being one person but you're actually a combination of everything <clears throat> so with that and you know i might get into that a little bit more because that was really interesting to find out um that we're not just one soul right like and that explains why a lot of people think they're the same and i think i've talked about this actually before um but that explains why a lot of people think they're like this one famous person from the past and it's like well since that person famous from the past has millions of thought forms then yeah those thought forms could have reincarnated in hundreds of thousands of people in, in the planet um so that's why it's true they're all they were all really that one person um even though you know to our to to us we don't really we i mean at least to me i didn't understand this until i read this and i was like wow that makes perfect sense um and and what makes perfect sense too is that when we disincarnate all of our different thought forms from different whatever energy level they're at they're gonna go and they're gonna attach to other thought forms that are at the same level so if you're a high if some of you some of your consciousness is of higher vibration it's going to be attracted once you die those thought form energies are going to be attracted to the high to the same vibrational level they're at and if there's still some of you that needs to do some work and there might be in the lower vibrational realms they're going to be attracted to those lower vibrational realms and they're going to um maintain themselves through a being that still has those lower vibrational cells so they're going to be attracted into that one being that that can help them elevate themselves so you're gonna disperse you're gonna disappear once you die all your all your different energy thought forms at different levels are going to go into different people so that's why we're all <laughs> you know like this even confirms that we're all one like we're all mixing with each other and we're all like one big you know like i don't know even how to explain it right like confetti of people that we are we are so many into one um so with that i'll just i'll leave it <laughs> i'll leave it there because i think i already went <laughs> like 10 minutes past the hour but 11 minutes <clears throat> but again i hope um this episode was a little bit more clear in the message i hope um, i'm gonna keep writing the episodes so i don't want them to be all over the place again and you know because i'm talking and then i'm getting like all these like telepathic hits and then i get derailed and i don't know where the hell's going going on anymore so um enough of the free talk but um you know, I was as I was writing the episode, I kept getting this telepathic hits, but at least I can put them into, um, you know, concise information that I can then read. So I think it's this is gonna work. So 
again hope you liked it if you have any uh, comments concerns questions or you just want to reach out um, you can reach me at silversoulcrystals at gmail.com um, again silversoulcrystals at gmail.com uh, hope to hear from you guys so thanks again for listening and i'll try to upload these episodes every two weeks thank you <laughs>